Why should Dame stay and see what it's like to play with Scoop? Uh, honestly, you know, I think Dame should stay just because I think we just kind of, if we combine our games, it'll be over. You know what I'm saying? We kind of complement each other's games. We're, we're both fun to watch. So ticket sales go up. Uh, <laughs> all that, all that. You know, all the good stuff will happen. And if we stay in it, it'll be a dual backcourt. Uh, be fun to watch. Me shaded. Uh, yeah, that'd be tough. It ain't nothing I want more. Ain't nothing I want more. I told you when I first came here, I said I ain't come here to waste my time. I came here. They gave us a chance to get in like we asked for, and that's that's what we're here to do. Mr. <laughs> Recording live from three, count them three locations, this is Past the Rock. I'm Patrick. Uh, for part two of this week's episode, I'm joined by one great man, uh, Jacob, a.k.a. Bethke. So in one, two locations, then? What did I say, three? The third I location is I autopiloted. <laughs> yeah, everyone watching, you're the third location. Well, we are uh, the world. My bad. We could, we could start over, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> that would be inappropriate. Uh, so without C's this week, we're gonna do things a little bit differently, but pretty much, pretty much the same vibes. Uh, we're gonna kick things off with Jacob breaking down the big news of the afternoon of today, that is Wednesday, uh, September 27th. Ah, <laughs> uh, you almost went for a whole different month there. Yes, yes, two months later, three months later, three months later. Well, we're, our national nightmare is over. Dame Dalla, make ya holla, is out of Portland. There ain't nothing I want more. There ain't officially. nothing I want more. It's officially done. But it's a surprise. Now we know now he knows what he wants more. And it's not it's, to win in Portland. <laughs> it is to be in Milwaukee eating cheese. Like we all expected. I mean, you signed me up to play with Giannis any day of the week. True. True. Very easy trade. Unless, to although to be break fair, down. I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the full trade. Is Giannis part of it? Is he going to Portland? <laughs> oh, that would have been a great news day. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Giannis is now uh, more likely to sign the extension that he talked about not possibly signing earlier in the month, um, which is an interesting leverage play. I'll kind of give you the timeline of this whole trade because there's some funny notes to get into it. But for now. We'll get into the nuts and the bolts. The uh, easiest team to figure I out definitely is... Wish, definitely wish I had a sounder for nuts and bolts. Um, we need to get on that. Put that in the we'll notes. Have a nuts, we can have a nuts and bolts segment for every trade that we break down. All right, go ahead. Nuts and bolts. It's got to be like a, a redneck, though. Like It's all about We're the nuts and the bolts. Nuts and the bolts. That was the wrong voice, but I think you were closer. <laughs> I, th I think you sounded like the creepy guy from uh, Family Guy. <laughs> Family Guy, uh, yeah, it went the wrong direction. Um, what you do? So, the easiest team is the Milwaukee Bucks. They have acquired one singular player in this trade named Damian Lillard. You might have heard of him. Um, <clears throat> the second easiest team to talk about in this situation is the Portland Trailblazers. Rip City. Shout out to Sheep. 
I, I had to get the jerseys. He led the league in technicals. I led West Independent <laughs> School District in pink slips. Ooh. All right. Uh, define pink slips in that context. Like, I would run my fucking mouth and get sent to the office a Got lot. It. Money. Love it. <laughs> um no no way <laughs> not not the jacob i know not the guy i know today the funniest one that you'll appreciate this is one time i was annoyed with class and i just said fuck this class and threw my shit off the test that i was sitting at walked into the hallway and just walked straight to the iss room and waited for them to give me my shit there that was the point they stopped dealing with me. It was that was a really political thing to do, though, low key. Like I, I kind of won the war in that world. Like it was a tough battle because my mom did you, not like you that. Beat, <laughs> you beat them down. So that much. story. <laughs> my mom was not impressed. She was not impressed, but whatever. Um, yeah, troubled youth. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, the Blazers, the Portland Trail Blazers, have. A new star player. Two, oh, kind yeah. of. Two, kind of. One, one's a future Hall of Famer for sure. But he's not really probably going to be their player. The other one's DeAndre Ayton. And there's a whole lot of opinion on who DeAndre Ayton is to everybody, right? Mavs Twitter certainly taking a lap today. I think I saw someone say that, well... You'll see the rest of the trade in a second, but the haul for what someone picked over Luka Doncic was pretty pretty tough um, <laughs> when you think about it in that continued narrative. Um, uh, that's what that's the part of this properties just should stop applying in all sports. People need to people need to realize it doesn't work that way. But hey, it doesn't. But that's not what Twitter it's Twitter isn't for anyone. And the memes, yeah, we need the memes. So. We do need the memes. Some, we don't need all the memes. We need need the memes though. Um, I'm going to say Alvin Kamara because I already forgot this kid's first name and it's not even spelled the same, but it's his last name That's, is Kamara. Uh, He's a rookie. I already heard that. I already heard that joke this morning on the freak. <laughs> nice. Nice. They just yeah. called him that. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be honest with you. I, I've seen him play summer league basketball, but that was three months ago and I don't remember his first name either, but he was really good. And I noted it in my notes uh, on my, on my website. So I promise I was paying attention. I just forgot his first name. Um, the uh and then they get a 29 first round pick which actually i think is a swap perhaps i actually didn't look at the the rest of that on there i just grabbed a quick uh screen to this so maybe the picks uh, the uh, obligations Christ, are different the list of what the blazers received yeah so was there multiple picks or is it just one pick one second. i may not have my pick, um, note, pick so notes there right are, there's there's a outright and a swap on rights okay so there are two, picks. two rights there might be three i don't okay let me read i this might need to read this because try to interpret yeah. two but so yeah, they get the it. bucks 2029 first round pick unprotected mm -hmm. and then they right, got i have that okay so swap rights on bucks 28 and 30 picks so they can swap both okay picks. yeah and then they get or two does that swaps. mean they got to pick one to swap okay, okay yeah they basically get the right to get the better pick if it happens to go uh, that way in that at that Tormani? time frame. Hmm? is it Tormani? Kormani, I think Tormani? that is correct. Yeah, so maybe that's the other part. Sorry, I just actually no don't know R. the right way to pronounce it. There's no R. I can't read from this distance. It's T-O-U-M-A-N-I. T-O-U-M-A-N-I. Tumani? Tumani? Tumani, maybe. Tumani. 
I don't know. He was a nice little energy player that we got to see a little bit of in summer league. So the Blazers get a guy that they'll actually want to throw in there and see what he does. Um, The first round pick and then the swaps. So the Blazers essentially in this trade, um, some might consider it a spite trade, depending on what you want. Because the biggest part of this is DeAndre Ayton. Well, it's kind of two big parts, but it's really DeAndre Ayton. You're betting on the rehabilitation project of what seemed like a future Hall of Famer coming out of uh, the draft. And I know that's lofty, but like we need to remember DeAndre Ayton is an extremely talented player, even if he hasn't showed, up, showed us that. And NBA history shows us that sometimes these dudes just decide that they care or, you know, situations change or whatever. He's and definitely they actually the reach set. their potential. Yes. Like he could be the best we've player seen, in basketball if seen... he wanted to be. I don't know. I, that's He has I, he I has know. all the tools is what I'm saying. He has he himself has put the rest. I guess he has all the physical tools. He has a great rounded game and it's frustrating that he is stunted in his growth and it's not just the suns and it's not the circumstances. So I just think he does have a lot that kind of talent level. Um I don't think he'll ever reach that talent, that particular talent level. That's just where I saw him when he was a prospect, because I thought that this is the guy that has everything you could possibly want. Um, but maybe he doesn't have the same drive and love for it as other dudes. And unfortunately, that's really the, the hardest thing to figure out in the draft process. Um, but yeah, the second part of this trade is Drew Holiday which is kind of broke my heart when I first saw this. Uh, I was really sad to find uh, out that the Bucks dipped on Drew Holiday. Honestly, I mean, they had to do, I mean, they had, they're at some point to get this deal done. You're going to have to, you got to so make a tough choice in there. I, I didn't think. check spot track, but I think that they weren't allowed to trade Chris Middleton, but damn, I would have been okay with it. You know, if you're just rolling two guards, like you got Drew and Dame and then Giannis and the rest of that group. But ultimately you're right. They made the right, roster decision the easiest roster decision as well um because also drew holiday is a sort of redundancy i mean they were elite at the defensive end but um clearly investing into the offensive firepower has a lot more upside than having another lockdown defender on your team as long as you can cover it and dame stays healthy and all the other shit that we'll get into when we actually do season preview um the um, Suns are the interesting group. Oh, well, let me finish on the Drew Holiday thing. Drew Holiday is not expected at all to be a Portland Trailblazer. Um, Woj said that almost immediately. Um, the um, I have a list of potential trade teams, potential here. Um, I'm not going to go into depth on every trade, but essentially there's plenty of interesting rosters. I'll, I'll start off with the three that I've heard that don't make any sense to me. Uh, I don't really see why the Mavericks would get into this for a couple of reasons, not just because they already have two guards necessarily, but I mean, you have to remember Luca is basically a guard. I don't know Drew very well. Drew Holiday is an elite defender. Drew Holiday is probably going to the Hall of Fame for his defense as much as anything. So that's your, I mean, I would say that's your Mavericks argument on it, on it, on its face. But he's, he's still old and he's expensive. So really he's not, unless if Kyrie Irving didn't exist, I would agree. But Kyrie Irving okay. existing, the redundancy that Dame Lillard, like the reason Dame Lillard and him are on the same team was kind of similar. It's not just salary structure, in my opinion. Um, so um, Dallas, rule them out. Lakers, got to say it. Laker, 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 LeBron. Got to say Lakers, they cannot literally trade anybody until Fuck the season. Fisher. 
Yeah, fuck Derek Fisher. They can't trade anybody until the uh, season, so they're very highly unlikely to be a candidate for a trade, even if they had the assets. You don't have to get in that conversation because they literally could only trade LeBron for him right now, I think. Okay. So, good luck. Don't um, they have the rights to Bronny yet, or...? They have the rights to a fucking kid who hasn't played. <laughs> you know, you can trade that, and he's worth about uh, a percentage of the cap sheet. Um, good luck getting that trade in. Um, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are another one because they could obviously use this as an upgrade. It would fit a position. They already have Mike Conley around the same money. That would also, in my mind, be an in-season thing that they would want to upgrade. Therefore, making this not not a good suitor. Um, because essentially what Bobby Marks was saying is this trade needs to get finalized with another team with Drew Holiday, or that's the goal right now is before the media days and before they get started, that they might even extend this into a four to five, whatever it takes team. It might be two separate transactions, but essentially Drew Holiday needs to find a home before this is a sentence of the league is where is what the reports say. Um, so it's all still TBD. How does that, um, I was like, how does that work exactly? <laughs> Well, they announced it basically to get the media hoopla and let everyone kind of rest on this Dame situation. So kind of thank you for that. Um, but uh, it's not official until they find another party. So metaphor or metaphoric, I don't know, whatever. In theory, Drew Holiday is a Portland Trailblazer right now. With, wait, so, with. with High Flying Nation. I'm Tumani Kamara and I'm from Brussels, Belgium. Tumani Kamara. There you go. I don't know if you could hear that. <laughs> no, that was good. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, that is um, so. Yeah. So they basically get to to figure that. Problem oh, yeah. What out. G League? What G League team is the Flyers or what college team? Because that was the, a Flyers video. Oh, Dayton. Okay. Dayton Flyers. That I bet. Is... Boom. But he might have been overseas playing for somebody called the Flyers too. Oh, you. Yeah, you might be right. Although the video is all in English. Let's see. It doesn't mean could, I'm sorry. It could be anybody. <laughs> uh, where I leave off? Oh, trade's uh, not official. Drew that, is Drew is technically. Uh, yeah, he's technically he's the loser. under the control of the Portland Trailblazers. His contract. Let's put it that way, so we don't sound like fucking um, problematic motherfuckers. Um, his contract. Yeah, there you go. The contract is under the control of the Portland Trailblazers. That contract is most likely to be moved because they have the redundancy at the guard position and Drew doesn't deserve to spend his dying day, you know, dying playing days uh, rotting away in Portland, right? So let's redirect him to where he belongs. Good. It's also been a good faith thing that Oklahoma City's been getting away with a lot recently. Um, they didn't want to swap one, one dying all-star for another. I mean... I would. You could still make the point that Drew could fit what they need to do because I have a couple other teams here that are basically would basically be doing the same thing. Um, but ultimately, no. I uh, I think that I think that the contenders are a little bit more slimmed down. So there's some other ones. Um, Brooklyn was involved in the uh, the rumors. Not very likely to me because I think the only way you're going to revitalize the Ben Simmons project is if you put him back at point guard. So I think you kind of have to do a trial run of that before you give up on it. Um, yeah, you should trust the process. I mean, you invested in it, and it's about all you got after that big three. So the best yeah. thing that could happen if you're Brooklyn is that maybe Ben gets his shit together, and then you don't have to trade Mikel, and you have a nice, talented, athletic, defensive, two-way kind of team. But 
that's getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, just, just saying. Um, I don't know if we need to do this in post or if we can just make it hard and awkward, but this cat's about to cause destruction if I don't kick her the fuck out, so that needs to happen. You can, you can do whatever you need to do, yeah. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Go. I love you, but go. Demon. Welcome to Detroit. Here's an IOU. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what that was about. And me neither, and I don't know when I'll ever need that with any context, but <laughs> I have it. Oh, um, beautiful. Um, where is that? So let me just get to the people I really feel good about. Uh, Chicago's weird, but I, I guess... I told you about the Michael... <laughs> Never mind, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was that just going to be the name. That one's really wild, though. That, that <laughs> Michael Sam. Um... Boston is the biggest interest to me. Um, Boston uh, is having an issue Drew. apparently with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, for Drew, for Drew Holiday. Okay. The issue I would see is if there's a bidding war. I don't know how much Boston really can give or would give to make this done, but if they have an issue with Malcolm Brogdon, if he's truly butthurt and doesn't want to play ball going into this season, you have to remember he was involved in. The Kristaps Porzingis trade and then wasn't because of a medical thing. And then they, they put in Marcus Smart. So there's a little bit of bitterness there the Celtics have to deal with. Um, Chicago's interesting, but again, you're giving up Zach Levine for Drew Holiday. And I'm, I just, I, they're a weird team. So I just, you got to count them in. The Clippers are really the team that I think wants him the most. He's also an LA kid. You went to UCLA. Um, but the Clippers, you know, they've been pursuing James Harden with basically scrap because they know that they can't really go after anything bigger. They have the contracts to match. I just don't think that they have a lot of assets that people want. Um, uh, Miami is the funniest one because Miami's probably the best fit for Drew Holiday. But now they have to reignite talks that apparently were maybe a little toxic and not so awesome. Um, we'll get to a little bit more of that later. Um, and then there's Orlando, Drew's former team, New Orleans, um, Utah, the Sassy Spurs. All these teams could accelerate a rebuild, but essentially I would all put them in the same category of but why. Yeah. Um, and then uh, ultimately, I think Philly is kind of the wild card here that I would like to see him go back to Philly, where he started his career, got a first all-star appearance, looked like a great player, and then Philly said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to be the worst team in the history of pro sports, and we're going to try to be. <laughs> and he, they dumped him off in New Orleans, and the rest is history, right? Um, so that's uh, where we're at. Um, I, would, I would say Boston, the Clippers if they can, and Philly are kind of the, the biggest spots. Toronto is also one. Toronto, though, as I've said many times, we don't know what the fuck is going on with them in general. And a, and maybe a, a leaked rumor today might have helped us out. Um, Masai Ujiri, there was a leak uh, that um, came from a Portland Trailblazers beat writer, first of all, which is probably the most significant part in my mind, where they were an anonymous source said that working with Masai is like working with the guy in your fantasy league that posts about six trades a week, but then declines all of them. Which is kind of corroborating a lot of history with Masai Ujiri. I guess my, yeah, it's like, yeah, that probably is annoying and not very helpful for anybody. 
Well, it just makes your franchise look bad when you're in a situation like they are particular, where you're like, if you take the best expert in the NBA and in basketball, and you tell them, or you ask them to tell you what the fuck the Raptors are trying to do with their future and where they're at, almost every person's going to look at you like, oh. Because they're that confounding. Like, they're like, is this a rebuilding team? Is this a contender that needs a tweak and an extra player? Like, what the fuck is this? Does it need to blow up? Like, everybody in the league is confused about who the fuck the Raptors are, what they want to be, what they're trying to... Like, that is... And for sports, that's really impressive to me. Like, usually it's kind of obvious. Even if you're lying to us in the press, we at least can, like, look at your roster, look at what you've done, and breed in between the lines. With the Raptors, we just don't know what the fuck they're doing at all. They're always... They're always just... They're hidden. They're hidden up there over the border. They got that... (laughs) They got the great ice wall to protect them. No one, no one can see what's going on. Dude, I'm telling you. And Ujiri, I believe, if I remember Don't correctly. Worry, Drake's, Drake's in the lab. He's got this. So, and the funny part is, is if, do you remember what Masai basically like got famous for and essentially got this Raptors job where he's God now? No. He, tr- he, he robbed the Knicks when the Carmelo Anthony deal. Oh, okay. He he basically used Carmelo's um, antsiness to rob the Knicks and set up the net the Nuggets for success in that deal, and he did. Um, but anyway, uh, that's a, a big aside. That's all the the big part of this for the Blazers. All of that was to say the Blazers took an interesting trade that could be a spike trade, depending on how you look at it. If you don't think that the Heat package could have come anywhere near what this package is, because this is a weird package. You know, Which I was gonna say, what do you, what do you think the Heat had the, could the Heat have functioned as a, a team in this trade to get in there? I feel like no. I feel like ultimately this is still what is probably the best package because Aiton could hit big, big, and you knew that someone had to get Aiton, and the, essentially How old is he like twenty seven. Yeah, I mean, he, no, even younger. He's like twenty four. Okay, okay. So, you know, you really you really wanted to do that now and get him out of Phoenix and get him fired up and in your in your house, especially with your new point guard to go aside him. Um the Drew Holiday thing, like I said, it's just what can you get for Drew Holiday? Because I just listed it out. If you can get one of these young teams that wants to make a jump, maybe you can get real assets that are nice. But if but it really looks like a lot of teams that are already in contender mode giving you whatever they've got left in the couch cushions for a player that's at the end of his career. So we'll see. That is 2BD. I mean, I love Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday, at the same time as I say I don't know what he's worth, I say that Drew Holiday, in my mind, could easily take, especially a team like the Clippers, and put them into serious like contention. You know, obviously there's a whole other bunch of issues with the Clippers, but... That that is an incredible chip to just have on the open market right now. I don't want to downplay that. Um, yeah, but it, I, I'm assuming it's kind of like what we talked about there near the end of the NHL season, where it's all the contenders are strapped to not like they can't move anything without ruining what they have. This one I don't say is too much. Like I said, there's a couple of special cases, but yeah, there are there isn't as robust of a market as maybe people would think. I think Philadelphia being in it with this James Harden thing is really nice. And then maybe Philly is the most desperate team that you can end up getting this Drew Holiday thing done with. Um, But yeah, we'll see what that ends up going like. The third team, the team that 
is getting the most criticism, in, in my opinion, on the timeline today. The Phoenix Suns. This was 100% a fuck it, give us whatever you can for Aiton. Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> it, it was tough. He's earned it. I will, I'll put the positive spin on it first. There is more depth than they had before, potentially. But Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson is a tough pill to swallow when you also think about the fact that this is too many bodies for camp and too many bodies for the actual roster. So now it's like Keon Johnson, I think, is a talented, interesting guard. If he doesn't make it in the NBA, he's going to be a... a a very coveted um, free agent for the European market. At the same time, he might get cut in training camp here because of all of this. Maybe that's good for another NBA team. We'll see. Nasir Little, I actually love this. I think Nasir Little might be the biggest part of this for them. He's a very highly talented kid. He dropped in the draft. Um, he just uh, He's just one of those guys where I feel like um, you get a little bit more I don't know what you did. You send me something? No, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <You> failed. <laughs> um, it was a funny meme of a really overweight guy playing basketball shirtless, and it says something about James Harden playing next year. It's uh, maybe. What if he's in Portland? It was a fat. It was a James Harden fat joke. What if they make him play in Portland? With Drew, I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, he, that would be the flip, right? <laughs> Um, uh, okay, but yeah, so uh, Nasir, Nasir Little, love that. I think that could be an actual role player that they need desperately for the Suns. Um, hasn't shown it a ton as at least a real prospect, but I think in a role player role, that's nice. Health is the other issue with him. I think he's struggled to stay healthy in his most of his career. Grayson Allen, I think, is a good pickup for them because obviously he can shoot and he's a goon. So like they kind of need both of those things, the shooting and goons. I heard, I heard the only Bucks fan that I know of on the radio talking about how happy he was to not have to root for Grayson Allen. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no fucking doubt, man. Like great. And then honestly, the funny part is, is Yusuf Nurkic, the final piece of this, also has a lot of taken a lot of pot shots at the Suns over the years. So now he is a part of their team. So Suns fans really eaten a lot of it today. Um, they, they should always they are definitely eating it. Um, Aiton thing, I think they're happy about because honestly, I think they kind of have been done with the Aiton drama. It's just tough to see it come come away with very little. Yeah. Defensively, I don't know what the fuck you think Yusuf Nurkic is going to help. But I saw a tweet that said Bradley Beal and Yusuf Nurkic defending a pick and roll should be fun to watch. <laughs> I would agree. Um, yeah, I, the Suns, you got more depth, but you got more questions. Uh, the only thing I can say that it's positive is you got the locker room cancer out. I'm not saying that the kid's a cancer. I'm saying the issue is a cancer. You got it out. Move forward. Chris Paul is a Golden State Warrior. And man, do the Warriors yeah. probably not. You think the Warriors are happy that they got rid of Jordan Poole already? They're like, damn, maybe we could have got Drew Holiday? The fuck? Yeah, right. I forgot Chris anyway. was on Golden State's roster. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Golden State. We're not talking about it yet, but Golden State just signed Rudy Gay and is rumored to be interested in Dwight Howard. So we're getting oh, excited. So we can, recreate, 
we can recreate that Lakers Dwight Howard SI cover. The memes of oh no 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 you're wrong Laker team. Think about the Laker team two years ago and Steve Nash. No, you cover that was like yes out or whatever. Yes, but that's not what they're they're doing. The version of the the Lakers did two years ago with the Russell Westbrook experiment the first year, where it was Mello, Rondo, uh, Dwight Howard. I don't think Trevor Ariza was still around for that group. Why is, why is Dwight Howard always part of this? I don't know. It's always Dwight. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say that it's kind of fitting, um, all things considered. Oh, it's, this should be fun. That was the quote on the front. Oh, now this is going to be fun. Yeah, now, this yeah, the, the Nash one. That one sucks, though, because that was just two injuries. That team actually was really good that year. That's what, that's what we should have done when we were shooting promotional photos was recreate the not damn the, we could have done that i mean it's yeah we could have done that but all right we can still do that put that one back um all right so let's wrap this up with a couple of notes that i think are important for the timeline for our for our listeners to understand what the fuck happened and how this happened now i'm yeah, sure everybody saw the reports i didn't hear what that was but <laughs> it's fine it would have been funny if you could have though the um there's a couple timeline things damian lillard's agent for some reason came out and publicly thanked the miami heat for trying the best they could for trading for dame lillard well didn't they already come out and say that he would only go there so what what more harm can this do i like that answer because i mean we are basically (laughs) at the i got a point to the sign the game is the game this is where we're at in this point. Now, hold on. Because the game is about to City get cops. <laughs> the game is about to get game here. Um <clears throat> so um oh did I not write all the things I should have written down? Mm. I believe in you. No, it's fine. It's just a couple of funny things happened. So the uh Jimmy Butler got on the internet and said they're tampering, right? Is, but we don't know if that's a joke or not. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's like, also, he, yeah, he, he also was doing the Loke Dog a, thing. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Uh, I, it was cool. I liked it. But no, Loke Dog. You remember? I don't think I've seen him look like that. Have you ever uh, seen the uh, name? But South Central. Uh, I know the parody the Wayans brothers made better. That yeah, be that's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, is that South? That's his oh, name is Loke Dog. Actual, don't be a menace. Yeah, his name is Loke Dog. Don't be a menace. Oh, yeah, you did say it. Yeah, don't be a menace in South Central Park while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> Dang. Um, yeah, see, so he's got, like, three, like, one up. Really yeah, long, no, Dog had, wide. like, a whole pistol stuck in one of them. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's a content concept for us is to review that movie uh, and maybe some others. <laughs> you know what America needs? Some random white dude's opinion on "Don't be a menace in South Central Absolutely, Park" or drinking yeah. your juice in the hood. Like, well, I mean, there's like one of the most popular YouTube channels that gets suggested to me all the time is like some black guys reacting to watching yes white people music, white people shit. So like, <laughs> that one is kind of funny too yeah. because I get that sent to me by white people more than I get sent to by anybody else. My mom will yeah, send, it's always my mom will be like, "Look, they're listening like, to George Strait." Yeah, like like everybody loves this. This is how good he is. That's how good George Strait is. These I'm random sorry, Mom, I love you. people on the internet love him. Um, I love you, baby. You, you, you get these jokes, too. What are the chances that she'll ever see this? <laughs> I don't know. My mom is thorough. 
my mom is okay. if there's one thing she is okay. thorough um um but anyway the miami heat jimmy I butler I heard what you said on your little podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh she'll dig up the 420 episode too especially now that i just said it <laughs> um but uh <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about um, well is... <laughs> no video no video for that one i don't think no um anyway jimmy butler called out tampering we don't know if it was a joke it was weird that tyler hero reposted that i said it the wrong way retweeted it fuck you elon and said um and said essentially yeah for real and i don't know if they're kidding i really don't know i'm very confused on how a lot of pro pro players think shit's funny that's not funny oh i could also see like one of them making the video and the other one thinking it's funny to be like, yeah, yeah. Like hype manning. Yeah, exactly. I, I, so I don't take that seriously. However, Mark Spears noted, uh, actually I think hall of famer now for his journalism. Um, he, I mean, Mark Spears is fine. Just, you know what I mean? I respect the industry, you know, so we got to give him that. Way too slow to find the applause. Either way, Mark, you're a Hall of Famer. You don't need any extra kudos. You got the fucking jacket or whatever they give you. Um, but he tweeted out. Typewriter. Yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. But I don't, I don't think they even give you a jacket for the press, to be honest with you. They're just like, your I'm name's on a plaque somewhere probably, now. Oh, I guess it depends on, yeah, what whatever Hall of Fame you're in. They've got you're, something. You got a page on the website now. That's you, buddy. Um, yeah. But, uh... Uh, anyway, to digress, um, he tweeted out that um, there was actual evidence that from from the agency that the Bucks were told about a few days ago, maybe ten days or so, that Dame would actually accept a trade there quietly, and then that's how this thing got lubricated and done so so fast. So that is a little. This interesting. is just another. This is just another one of those we all know all of this is happening all the time. We just don't talk about it things, right? Yes. I actually think this is, in my opinion, so I'd actually explain to my girlfriend. I, I this is boy this is boy drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is what this these, is. I heard about these memes today on the radio too. <laughs> <laughs> this is boys drama. This is what it is. For real. I mean, this is just this is I mean that's that's what sports has always been, yeah. Professional sports has always been our our but, soaps. But, yes, and I understand that. But I mean, this is from like grown men in front offices, um, the players, the media. It just is so funny to me. And I, it's like, if there's one thing about the NBA, I just, I will always have to surrender. It's the overly dramatic thing. Uh, it is, it is a drama filled league. And I, 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 I get it. I don't get it all the time, but I get it. This is why Greg Popovich, I also feel like, doesn't... Like, he has, like... There's, like, a lar- large level of respect for Pop, but there's also a lot of people that probably motherfuck the shit out of him behind, like, not to the public and behind closed doors. And it's because yeah, I feel like sure he's he, a real... I'm sure he would happily he would happily accept that. He's like, that's what I want you to do. <laughs> no, exactly, because, like, I think he's one of the few dudes in the NBA that operates on, like, a normal human wavelength where the rest of them are constantly, like... So what was your thoughts on The Alchemist? Have you read have you read The Alchemist? <laughs> and that is a thing if you've never read about, it. Oh yeah. Is The Alchemist It's a massive deal inside front off, NBA front offices. Like if you go anywhere near that, anyone though. who's worked in a front office, 
in in basket, pro basketball, they they it's their Bible. The Alchemist is literally their Bible. Um, Paulo Coelho. Yeah, I Don't my girlfriend bought it actually randomly too, and I was just like, "Funny you buy that because I need to read that eventually one day because I need to know why these people are obsessed with it." I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I yeah, it's an interesting one to have that big of a following. Um, and that consistent a man dreams that if he goes to a distant city, he will find treasure on a certain bridge. Finding no treasure, he tells his dream to a man who says that he too has dreamed yeah, of treasure it's at about certain following place. Dreams. He describes the place, which is the first man's home. When the latter returns home, he finds the treasure. Yeah. Okay, so Rumi, Rumi probably is where it comes from. Fun, cool. Yeah, so there you go. More you know. Uh, NBA fans. I was um, worried he's going to be like, uh, <clears throat> what's the one that everyone uses in politics? All those idiots, Atlas Shrugged or whatever. Mm, yeah. I thought we were going down that road and I was like, oh, he's goddamn idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not quite. Um, but that pretty much wraps up the Dame stuff. Um, we'll get into, I'll figure out how I want to actually cover the preview of the NBA season once we get closer Training camp started for the Mavs today. I know there's some other teams. Yeah, I was about to ask if camp has officially started or not. When do you, like preseason games start? Is that like two weeks, one week? Fuck if I know or care, to be honest. But let me look. I got an app. I got an app for that. Look, I'm trying to keep it real with the people. There is a lot of life yeah. to live, and I love basketball. I, look, I love it. <laughs> but like at the same time, um, I got a life to live, and I need important things. Uh, Mavs Timberwolves is the first game. Um, October the sure. 5th. There you go, Mass That's fans. I didn't like even know that y'all were the most important, you know? Hmm? Yeah. So there you go. Um, I don't, I'm not gonna, yeah, we'll figure that out. Because there's also these other trades, like, yeah. On my website, I've, I'm starting to keep, like, an active list of the rosters, the fringe rotations, the playoff rotations, so it's easier for me. I haven't even updated it today after this trade, because I'm just like, I don't want to. I need to find out where Drew Holiday's going, and then I'll care. Um, I'll do one little bit on the slander thing about the European stuff. Uh, if you want to elaborate, you can, and we'll wrap that up. But um, there's been a large amount, especially since the World Cup ended, of fuck the NBA uh, talk, um, or maybe just criticism of the NBA, especially pointed at the regular season, uh, the lack of intensity, the lack of strategy, um, all the stuff that's sort of not new to any NBA fan, stuff that we've kind of been griping about and, in fact, seems to be something that the league cares about because they keep trying to change the rules every year to, to aid this. But, nevertheless, both former NBA players and, you probably don't know this as much, but the European beat writers, some of the more prominent ones that do it and uh, that are, you know, uh, bilingual or just post in English the same amount that they post uh, in wherever, whatever, what other language. I remember who Luca's guy is that I've heard on the radio a bunch. Is talk Franco? Oh yeah, yeah. Is talk is uh, more of a Mav Central kind of dude too. But yeah, he, oh, he does. He? Okay, he does have a. Uh, he's like a, he, a good he's known. from Slovenia, right? Though. Yeah, yeah, wrong on that? exactly. Yeah, he's an actual. I think I think he is from the same place because he's been so, an yeah. insider since since Luca came over. 
Um, okay, but you're, you're talking about more specific beat writers. I'm talking about yeah. So Euro Bass or Euro Hoops is one of the bigger um, okay rivals. Yeah, they're one of the bigger rivals, and their guys often have this conversation. I love those guys, by the way. I don't like. I would love to shout you out. You're all Lithuanian, and I don't know how to fucking pronounce your names correctly. Um, but I love their content. They helped me through a lot of the World Cup, getting to know some of the rosters. So I don't hate it. But there's a lot I of this sentiment. Imagine. There's a lot of this sentiment that comes from them too, right? And my biggest pushback is there's two things happening here. One, it's fair to criticize the NBA for not being strategic enough, right? I think it's very fair to say that the NBA and the NBA players should do you, a better you, job. Say, I'm sorry, when, when you're Go talking ahead. about being strategic, do you mean from like a on the court standpoint, like the game itself, you're talking about how they uh, yes. promote the product. I, yes, the, this is on the court product. Is not not worried about the promotion. The actual gameplay. Gameplay. Okay. I'm worried cool. here, and I I I, I hate that. Yes, I think that's a big concern I have as well with the game that I watch on the NBA a lot. Yeah, we talked about my frustration have, with ISO ball. So we have too many coaches that let their guys get away with shit because it's a long season. And we have too many guys that don't give a shit because it's a long season. We have too many games because it's a long season. You get back to the same problem that's never, ever going to get fixed. I need all basketball fans in the world to come together with the understanding that it's not changing. We are always stuck with 82 games, and we should be thankful they're not adding more. <laughs> because this is just how business fucking works. And I'm sorry, I don't like it. The players don't love, really like it. The teams, but money, right? They all love the money. So we can't fix that. What can we do? We kind of shame the guys into doing it. We can kind of, I mean, it's going to take a lot more than just shaming, but I don't hate it. I don't hate it as a strategy to say, hey, you know what? A lot of you guys are great. You're the best basketball players on the planet, but you let a lot of your athleticism do the talking and not enough of your skill. We like to see these guys over here play a more skillful chess-like game. And... Um, and I like that. I like the, I like that we are standing on that as long as you're not sound like a racist as well. It's very very important to not sound like a racist. And I only say that because that was essentially what old white people did in our country for a long time with the NBA. They're like, the college product is perfect. That darn NBA, I don't like that there thing right then. So if you come at it from a good faith, <laughs> you come at it from a good faith, it's fine. It's a fine criticism. On the second I side, of this. Say it's, you, shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't. You should be less worried about sounding racist and more worried about just being one. True, but you, but you also, if you're in the media light, you should worry about sounding racist because shit gets clipped and thrown around the world. Yeah, it just feels it like depends on who you are. It feels like more often than not, when someone's got one, they've got about five hundred. So look, I'm not calling. I don't like Skip Bayless, but you just saw a bunch of people trying to call him a racist because he said that Colorado's, you know black america's team and i'm like that is a wild thing for skip bayless uh, to say but like is that now we're going now we're calling him a racist like this is what it's a wild <laughs> I, I think it was like i think i think there's a bunch of other things he said not even from that perspective yeah in general, right. things he said that are a lot more wild i was i was so shocked that people actually were a little more worried about like this than they have been some of the other problematic shit he's been saying literally the guy who suggested troy aikman was gay in the 90s and you think bro not even suggested suggested and doubled down to dion in person <laughs> bro anyway Either way, that's 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 the spineless Skip Bayless. If you want to call him a racist, I'm cool with it. Um, 
But here's my second part about this, and this is the most important part. You, and this is not directed to the players. This is directed toward the European fans and especially the beat writers. You sound like fucking hipster. And no one likes a hipster when we're trying to build the brand and the product. I want American fans to care about European stuff. I want the European people to care about the NBA. This is a symbiotic relationship that is the only way we can take over the fucking globe. And especially considering it's not like when you talk about someone trying to start, you know, an upstart football league and it's like, well, you have to do that in the spring because literally won't matter. Uh, right. But with this, it's like if someone's playing in Paris, I can watch that without really missing any NBA games. Dude, with the I, time difference. Like. I, st- I find out about all this stuff because I wake up at the butt crack of dawn and their games have just ended. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. OK, cool. The first thing we see on ATL is just a bunch of Euro shit. And yeah, especially now with like YouTube TV and all the other options that you have, you can watch all this pretty easily, fairly easily. Uh, Should be I, easier, I would, but yes, yeah, actually, agree. yeah. I don't know if they have. I'm sure there's some form of European basketball on YouTube TV. If you well, watch, remember but... the courtside that courtside 1891 thing that I was talking about for the Euro, the World Cup. I, I know that yeah. was for the for the cup, but I was wondering about just regular. Yeah, like, I think that's still how you would have anything. to do it. Okay. Um, I don't watch the actual games. I am very much a box so score and highlight the, guy for European hoops. I'm sorry. Sorry to the wander. NBA to pick a... I don't think we've talked about doing like a Premier League type thing, Champions League or whatever type thing. Like a relegate. Oh, yeah. Basketball. Yes. Yeah. Well, they kind of do. Like, Luca's yeah. going to go play Real and I sure Jason take, could talk about it. And he's take like... Take whoever wins the, the December Cup and take whoever wins the Larry O'Brien. Have them go play in the, the okay. world... I like, champion i mean you'd incentivize that thing a little bit more yeah you good luck first of all but yes i like where the sentiment is that is the that is the exact sentiment we need to have i don't i think that's idealistic as fuck when you think about the reality of how to do it maybe like every now I don't and again know you why. it's like well we I do mean, it would be every year probably it'd be it'd be every two years right and then oh i guess you have to do it every year the best thing i could say uh, is you'd have to hold them during preseason, but then you're probably still getting the same participation level from the from our guys. I wonder if the money's right cuz if it's worldwide the money obviously can open up a little bit. Well, they'll play but... so like ultimately we just can't the hardest part about NBA players is not getting them to play basketball. Oh, just guaranteeing them to play their to actually play. It's guaranteeing them to play <laughs> like, defense. Not dressing but <laughs> Too like trying hard on the stuff that like matters and not being the Harlem Globetrotters to work, yeah. (laughs) And unfortunately, NBA players they sort of sometimes forget that we know the Globetrotters exist and we know what we're watching when we, you know, defense isn't being prioritized. So, that and I know we're going off on a lot of tangents here. Is that an AAU thing where they don't do they not work on team? No, they don't well, work on team defense and going hard on defense as much as offense is because they're all trying to build their their rankings. Not exactly, but yes, I'm sure plenty of people would point to that as the ground level, right? I would still say, even if that's a perfect system, 82 is still the problem. Okay, especially LeBron. God love him. God love him, but LeBron absolutely figured it out and he and and he laid a blueprint for the rest of these guys to understand that i mean yeah he's he's about to be 40 and he's still fucking doing it when he wants to do it so fuck the bullshit if your team sucks play half-ass defense and get some buckets okay 
And I respect LeBron for that. I respect him for that. There's going to be a lot of dudes that follow that model. It's not the Michael model, obviously. All the Bean model. Yeah, the other problem is most people aren't going to even have the just the natural genetics to last that long. Yeah. He's he's just different. Well, you can't it's exactly do what LeBron did, but you can at least can, do that. Yeah. You don't I have to do the Kawhi thing. You don't how special LeBron is. You don't have to be Kawhi. You don't have to do that. And maybe Kawhi is a special situation where he truly has to do this. We don't really know. Well, yeah, his, his, he can't even walk. It, it does appear that Kawhi has a degenerative <laughs> knee, in my opinion, but I'm, I don't know. It's all still speculative until the books come out. That's always my theory on these things. Well, I mean, I don't know what the official diagnosis is, but you can just clearly see that he's never going to be able to play 100% for any amount of time. You know, you could argue he without really hurting himself without re, without hurting himself again. Yeah, and you could argue that that maybe have always always was on the table, and that the Spurs kind of knew that they were like, all right, we'll assess the situation, and we'll, we have a great medical team, and then that's why they got him where they got him, and all that other shit. Yeah, so, who knows? Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, that's uh pretty much it with the slander part. I don't think they oh petty players. I don't even need to waste time on the petty players. You guys are just salty as fuck. You're not an NBA roster. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, come on. You what? Yeah. And I'm not gonna say anything bad. Like Kimball Walker and Monaco, fuck yes, bro. Don't go be a 15th man. Grow go the uh, go grow the game in fucking Monaco. Live a fucking beautiful life. The last few days of your career, plenty of dudes did it. Dominique Wilkins did it. There's plenty of stars that have done it in the past. You're, it's nothing new. You're just bringing it back. And I want more dudes. Uh, yeah, to do I it. do think that's. That's going to grow and grow as that. I think even ten to fifteen years ago, the just the idea of European basketball was so frowned upon by just a casual basketball guy around here. And maybe I mean, obviously, the players have to have a better concept. Of You're right, but twenty there, years but before that, it wasn't on. exactly in the '80s and stuff. Yeah. People really wouldn't have been that negative in the early '90s, even. But. You're right. By the time 24 cycle, the media and like we talk about this as fans, the players then start talking about it themselves. And I mean, yeah, it just has a. Actually, that's gonna get that's gonna go down a way where the track. Let's not do that. Go ahead <laughs> with whatever whatever you had next. Um, but yeah. So, um, and then my final note is, um, you know, I think that personally, there's nothing better than the NBA playoffs in all of sports. I know that's a biased take, but one thing I think we can all agree with. I, I really enjoy them. Yes. And I, I think one of the, I think one of the things we can all agree with though, even if you're a baseball guy, football guy, whatever, hockey guy, the, the NBA playoffs is definitely 100% the greatest version of basketball you're getting period. Like overarching, not all of it. I know there's some bad first rounds. I know there's some injury <laughs> stuff, a, but for the most and, part, and I think my biggest, my biggest issue, and it's, this is probably what helps you get that quality is just how spaced out and how long it takes for them to get through those rounds. Yeah, no, they do a great like, job. Seven games. That might season. be three weeks. Mm -hmm. Like what's going on? <laughs> they make it a second season for real. That's why it's called that. Uh, I mean, it's, it really, and that's why again, 82 games and then a second season. That's why these guys game the regular season. Mm -hmm. Need some back to backs in the playoffs. Let's see who's really good at basketball. If Mike, if Michael Jordan was a part of the uh, league front office, then that would be the first thing you would do. Is he'd be like, "Oh, you need to start making these guys play." Um, like Nolan Ryan, yeah. But that's it. Um, we'll get into the NBA stuff way later. Um, do you have? You don't have anything else to continue on with that? Um, 
I haven't been paying much attention to the NBA this week, and the Dame news came down, and that's about all I got. So, same man. I'm trying to continue to, uh, mental space and like time management are two important things in life that everyone should go after. <laughs> and because I consume so much basketball, this is my time to not consume so much basketball. I mean, yeah, even the guys who own and run and operate these teams take some amount of time away, so it's <laughs> it's gonna be okay. And who do you think I learn from? Trust me, I hear that shit, and I'm like, ah, don't forget. Time balance. Family matters too. Um Is that like a sequel with older Urkel. Ooh. Ooh. I, I don't know. They got Frazier back. What else what else is coming back? They're already doing a new office. King of reboot. the Hill. I heard some rumors about that, but I didn't follow up on what that actually I'm laughing because I, I'm was. kind of an office hater. Not like a hardcore hater. I just don't I don't really fuck with the office like that. And so it's kind of funny. It was great. It's, it was, it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, not a bad show. Pret- I just, I'll do their pretentious hipster thing and say, I do yeah. think because of how concise the British one was, it's more enjoyable because you can watch all of it pretty quickly. And oh, okay. And it, and it just nails the, like the awkwardness that you get sort of early in the American one, but it's the whole time. Ricky Gervais, just the master of Fun. just making you feel uncomfortable. Funny enough, I think I I think more people who don't like The Office, you show them that version and they do end up enjoying that version better. It kind of shows you the humor that people have because they're two radically Maybe, different yeah, shows in my mind. Right. And the first yeah, the first season, the first few episodes of the American one, you could tell they're kind of carbon, yeah. carbon and pacing until they got their own voice in there a little bit. The, the I, American one is really just very it, whimsical and goofy and like very American. There, yeah. yeah. But like if you want, I, I say if you go back and watch those, bro. Yeah, if you go back and watch some of that first season of the American uh, Office, you're like, this is not as whimsical I, as everything after it. No, dude, I I did not expect Ricky Gervais to be that level of prick. Like I got the I literally because I was thinking heard, Michael Scott and Ricky Gervais. <laughs> no, I know, but I didn't. I didn't. It just in my mind, it didn't click that this was like the yeah, Ari Gold situation where this is just yeah. the perfect character for this guy. God. Um. He's he's so yeah he's really good at it. Martin Freeman also in that and Martin Freeman's one of my favorites so yeah and it has a character. hell of a cast it also has uh the tall lanky guy I see in a lot of funny yep, shit yep 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 he was in uh, the Jojo yeah. Rabbit the funny funny Hitler yes, movie the Adolf Hitler Adolf Hitler <laughs> that, you know? God damn it Taika so, Waititi yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and cut that out for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That shit is funny. Uh, it is hilarious. I go watch Taika Waititi's movies, except for I guess the Thor: Love and Thunder that everyone hates. It was okay. Everyone just calmed down. It wasn't great, but it was fine. I just know that I got it out just, of it, and it a lot of the at, parents look mad. It came in. Well, the screaming goats were annoying as hell. That I stand by. Um, but they were just ten years too late. But the thing was with that movie was. Just like a problem they're all running into in the Marvel Universe, just too much, too often, and I just can't care. I can't care anymore, and so I'm going to not like everything. No, that's unfortunately true. As someone who actually is a big Marvel person, um, I just historically, have, it happens when I watch. If I try to binge watch TV shows, just too much. Like I'm not enjoying it at a certain point because I'm just watching Look, it too much. I grew up on the same propaganda. This is literally mine from a childhood, mm. right? Wait, let me but, see those. Those are the remasters, aren't they? Nope. Nope. This is legit. If you want to see it without the CGI bullshit, I got you. Right here. No CGI it bullshit. Remastered. It does still say remastered, though, doesn't it? Huh? No, the... yeah, the sound. This is the THC oh, digitally just, remastered okay. one, but it's not. THX. There's no CGI on these. This one came out in. They did not. 
<laughs> they did not remaster the THC. The THC used to make Star Wars. Or THC is what it's <laughs> THX. Oh, but yeah, Lucas. Look. Lucas is like, guys, I got this. <laughs> I, I love Star Wars. I'll be happy to show my kids Star Wars, even the shitty ones. But all the Star Wars stuff, I can't. I mean, I'm trying. You, you need to digitize those, by the way. True, true, true. I honestly almost sold them, and then I just ended up keeping them, and now they're a nice little prop in the back. Um, but yeah, I forgot that how thirsty Star Wars fans probably are for those. Um, and now much cooler they would be to watch than the goofy ass ones that you see on uh, Disney Plus. Um, that was a long aside, and I did yeah. lie before we got to that aside. I still have been watching basketball, but only a wee bit. The WNBA playoffs are on. They right, are right, right. Very, very close to the end. The uh, semifinals, as they're called, because we do not have conference finals yet in the WNBA. Though it does seem like uh, um, the finals could conference finals could happen soon because uh, someone leaked that the Golden State. Uh, area is about to get the WNBA team and then we already know there's a leak about Denver so it looks like expansion to the W is happening pretty soon. Yeah, at 12 right now? Yeah, they're at 12 so it's, they just play it straight up no conferences. Um, uh, so that's why this is the semifinals even though if it was to be the equivalent to the NBA this would be the conference finals to, right. the, to the NBA. Um, the conference the, finals are a semifinal. Right. Not but the semi-conference final. Yeah, <laughs> the, which are it's kind of funny. My conference yeah. final is a quarterfinal, right? Yeah, that's what I, honestly. Whenever I was thinking this, thinking about this, it started to like put all of that shit into my head too. I was like, oh shit, that's, that's how, how that works. The way baseball does it, I love because there's the wild card round, <laughs> then there's the divisional series, then you get your championship series, then the World Series. And no, you're right. The ALCS and uh, NLCS cracked me up. <laughs> Yeah, just because they're like also it. just really wordy. Um, I like that it's not split east-west, honestly, myself. But you don't like having the Lamar Hunt Trophy or the what's the? Well, I mean, they still have NFC? whatever they call the American League and National League trophies. They have names. It's just oh, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just like the... that the whole conference is spread out throughout the country versus the conference True. all being one side. But for yeah. travel, obviously, having the conference on one side makes a whole lot of sense. Yep. Even though most of the times that's gotten lost to history too. Yeah, but I mean still like flying <laughs> Seattle, New York's not fun. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Or, I, or which maybe is more really, accurately like Seattle to Miami. Which is also why this WNBA thing is really tough because like that that just really fucks their travel up more than most teams because they are having to do that more often. That's season. another California team though. I mean that's they're already over there, right? They got like yes. two over there. California and Denver, but it, I think if they do expansion, they do more than just two. So then I think there was Toronto was also another hot candidate. They should get shouldn't be that hard. If there's money to put in the league, if there if there's enough to expand upon and they feel comfortable about it, you don't want to do too much. But I think four is possible. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know how far they go before the talent. I think four is playing it. Four is playing it as if you feel really confident about the future, and two is probably the necessary amount, at least. And I mean, I think that's just typical, right? You do two, make sure everything's cool, then you go back to some of those other cities you talked to before and say, "All right, raise the price." 
That's true too. You're right. The business part is true. But in the past, that hasn't been the case. The NBA actually goofed on that and threw like four teams in within two years and saturated the 90s. So oh, I mean, we do yeah, have to say, learn who knows? That. I mean, it seems like it might have worked out for him with what's going on now with where the league's true. at. So that's true. You could you could make that argument. I that is an interesting long term judging long term financial decisions is tough when you need more time before, but the business has to make other decisions in between. And it's, and the real winner is Michael Jordan. People who people who are economists, I don't understand. I think it's all just fucking voodoo and magic. They're just like, economists? yeah, I know, man, I just guessed. Yeah, like I, I just guessed. <laughs> Have you seen Silicon Valley? Yes. <laughs> the yeah, so yeah, 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 we talked about this before. I think um, the fucking the first season where the dudes like eating the fucking uh, Jack in the Box or McDonald's or whatever Burger is Burger King. Oh, Burger King, and yeah, the whole bring, thing was about him just. Him one. <laughs> Moving he's just, out with the poppy seeds or the sesame seeds, the sesame get, seeds, and that there was a certain drought seeds, coming. Which means I can, because these bugs they don't migrate, but once every two thousand years. That is an economist to be in my brain. Is whatever that guy did in that scene is what they think they do or they try to do. I, I obviously prefer the South Park one where they just uh, take a chicken, slit its throat, throw it on the ground, and wherever it lands, that's what something's worth. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's the one we get the and it's gone memes. Oh shit. Damn. I, yeah, it's been so long since I've seen that episode, but yeah. Um, yeah Stan puts damn. his money in the bank and immediately the guy goes, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember that <laughs> that scene. Yeah, that meme that's like one of the original memes. Uh, um WNBA playoffs. We have to be serious sorry. and wrap it up. Um, well, I I don't think they actually kinda. played any games yet. I don't think there's anything to talk about. I think it's all good. I think they ended actually, and they just agreed that everyone's gonna get a trophy, including Dallas. Nah, they're about to <laughs> they're about to play games tomorrow, and one of them is gonna be hella good. And I'm very excited about it. Thank God it's the early game. The second one, I hate to say it, might not be so good. Although I have hope, we'll get to it. We're gonna start with the good game, the good series. Up with hope, down with dope. Exactly. Might be using a lot of it to cope with tomorrow. But the Connecticut Sun, the New York Liberty, great series so far. Game one goes to the Sun. Game two goes to Liberty. Um, Liberty star um, Stewie uh, gets her. Um, Brandon Stewart gets her um, MVP trophy before the game. Um, Liberty played pretty well, controlled the game as much as they could. Connecticut is a lethal defensive team. They don't have all the offensive firepower that the two super teams do, but they really could be considered a defensive super team based off of the talent they have. I mean, it's seriously that good. Oh, five Pistons. It's yeah. I mean, it's very similar. It's oh, very, very similar to what they can do. Um, so at the end of the day, we have a t knotted up series headed back to Connecticut for two games, uh, potentially. Uh, or two games for sure, and then a fifth game must potentially watch. back in uh, New York. Yes, it is a must-watch. We will see. I think my pick is still the Liberty. I think talent always ends up trying up it, triumphing in uh, situations like this. Um, however, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of on the Connecticut Sun bandwagon. Like, as far as an outsider, like a, a fan of the, the whole thing, 
you think about the they beat this one, they beat John Paul Jones, the star that left them this year, and their star stepped up and replaced her. Then they would take on the aces potentially that are a absolute fucking juggernaut who don't even have you know potentially the greatest player of all time on their team right now because she's uh, still injured. Um, of course, she is in her older age, but Candace Parker's still on that roster and not playing right now, which is even scarier. Um, so it would be fun. I would love to see the Aces get the best test that they have where I feel like the Liberty are still gelling and they're still trying to iron it out. Um, so that's my thoughts on that particular series. I think the Liberty will win. I kind of want to see the Sun win, though, personally. Um, Wings Aces. Not going so hot for our girls. Train wreck. Not that bad, but it's it's big sister. They're, it's, over, they're overmatched, yeah. Yeah, it's big sister. We're going to talk about this in college football. It's very similar to what happened in college football, except for the scores look a little bit better. Um, the girls have hung in. Basically, both games have been a mirror image um, for the most part. Girls hung in, looked great for three quarters, and then in the middle of the third quarter, the Aces just put that ass stomping to it. Yeah, Last that's... night... That's exactly what you expect the really, really good teams to do. Right. And you also have to remember the Wings are the youngest team in basketball. Going up against a team that has four Hall of Fame players playing at their peak of their powers right now. With Candace Parker on the bench looming, right? A lot of good role players, too. Exactly. That is how life should feel. I don't know if that's what you're going for, but that is exactly how I feel. The Wings really just want to roll one game out. They can't say that. It's heading to Arlington tomorrow night. Tomorrow's the perfect chance for them to get out on top early, run away with the momentum, and steal a momentum game. Then who knows what happens in game four. I know I probably put my money on the aces in game four if that happens. But at the end of the day, you're building a program. Our co-stars are playing well together. They're trying their best to get better. I do feel like we can move forward with these two superstars and the youth around them. That needs to get better itself. Um, Veronica but uh, Burton is a hell of a defensive player to go along with what we need her to do, but she can't shoot worth a shit. Got to fix that. Got to get her to at least shooting something, something respectable because she's too damn open all the time and we need her on the court and she's just, Taking bricks after bricks, and I and I respect the defensive. It's always hustle. crazy to me that yeah, someone can get that far in basketball and be that poor of a shooter. It's because shooting is more than just technique. I think it's the same thing with kickers. Um, I think especially when you get left open a lot, then well, there's just, this whole mental thing you have to get over. Because then everyone yeah, else is basically like, calling you a bitch. You know. <laughs> it feels like at some point there'd be someone else who was able to score that could take that spot from you throughout your life. <laughs> but but that's the issue. Is it's always. Um, what does a team need, right? And if you're Dallas, Arike and Satu, well, Satu's a hell of a player. She could be the best defensive player and the best offensive player in basketball one day. Um, I don't know that she will, but she certainly has a talent. Arike is a smaller guard, and while she's amazing offensively, one of the best to ever do it, she is a defensive liability or, at best, Steph Curry being good with the hands in the lanes and staying in front of the person on time. She's not a defensive player at all, for the most part. So it's like, Veronica Burton, you're perfect. Can you just give me Bruce Bowen levels of competence? You know what I mean? That's that's why a lot of people look at Bruce Bowen as the model, because that dude didn't have a career, defended his ass off until he was, I think the Sixers gave him a, like a first real shot, and then the Spurs picked him off the scrap heap uh, after maybe a Knicks stint. I can't remember where it all went. 
But Bowen eventually washes, or it's Miami, I think. And then Bowen washes up in uh, Spurs. And then all of a sudden it's like, go stand in that corner and make like 33, four Some threes. <laughs> some threes. Just, just make like a decent chunk. And he did. And then obviously uh, people have been trying to imitate that formula since. Um, so it's a great young team. I'm still really excited about it. But at the end of the day, the Aces are essentially writing a, a new chapter in WNBA and basketball history, and we're excited about that too. Um, so I still want to see God, wins. They're going to be the Yankees of the W, aren't they? They will be at least for the next couple of years because they're they put together a, a force. Well, I that's mean, historically, good. are they going to win so much right now that it'll never be caught up? <laughs> caught up well, again? so you know the funny thing about that, and this is a great way to end the WNBA thing, is this, this kind of the sad part of the WNBA history. It started with the, the Yankees of the W, and then the Comets just don't exist anymore. The comments well, I mean, want... that's 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 probably I feel like that's common in a lot of leagues of there's a team that dominated at the beginning, but they didn't survive the full growth of the league. True, I think. true. They're, they're... the NHL. The NHL is a very different story with the big six, the original six. But it depends. Um, the Lakers technically never left, but they did. Because that's like kind of Bears... works. I mean, you win four titles in Minneapolis and for you. Bears and Lions used to be really good football teams. <laughs> no, honestly, that's why I love clowning on Eagle fans because they've really been around forever and only won that one Super Bowl. Uh, same. That, that is it, It's tough, but like... We were so good before they had a Super Bowl, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, the purple the people existed before they had a Super Bowl. We would win <laughs> NF, NFL championships. Um, uh, it's okay. Anyways. I I enjoy um, I enjoy the Aces for what they are. It's also funny to me, and we'll get into this later. It al- almost seems like their ownership group, who shares ownership stakes with, well, he, his, he's a little more notable for owning another team, um, the Raiders. It kind of feels like uh, it kind of feels like the Davises are starting to care just a little bit more about the Aces, not like all of it because we still know where the bread's buttered. I mean, winning winning is fun. <laughs> winning is I fun. Mean, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> You're seeing I mean, more you, of that. You go home. Yeah, you go home. You're like, all right, I can either open this, like, what the fuck's going on with the Raiders book, or I can just go watch some Aces highlights. I can watch my team dominate people, the shit out of, of people really good on teams. This side. <laughs> <laughs> watch my future Hall of Fame coach next to my future Hall of Fame starting five. Yeah, no, the easy one, decision. The only thing I don't like about... I, I have no problem with Vegas having teams, but I just don't like how quickly successful every single one of them seems to be outside of maybe the Raiders. But I guess the real test will be what happens when the A's get there. Or, yes, the the A's as well, and they're going to expand an NBA franchise soon, so they're really going to be pushing their limits. All right, that's all the hoopla for this week. Now to pass right, well, maybe... some talk. Do we take a quick break or do we go into NFL immediately? Let's take a quick break. Yeah, take a quick break. This is past the I think what we're first going to do is uh, issue a issue a brief. Uh, what do you call it? It's a. It's not a correction. It's a. And it, we need to recognize an omission. An omission. So yes. I'm going to quickly. A regretful or, omission. A regretful omission. So I'm going to pass the rock back to Bethke to uh, to bring that news to us. A regretful 
I regretfully have to let you guys know that a very sad situation happened with a very prominent name in the, the NBA world. Uh, Tas Milos, I believe is how to pronounce his last name. Um, uh, popular from the shows Basketball Jones, if you're an OG. They were the starters on um, NBA TV. And some I think they did the starters somewhere else for a little bit. And they've been no dunks for like the last four or five years, something like that. Uh, one of them even split off, went on to do his own thing. Like so, they've been kind of a staple of this. Really, one of some of the only guys in um, with a big platform covering basketball, even prior to what I would consider sort of the Warriors boom and all that stuff. Um, he was involved in an accident where he was hit by a car as a pedestrian. Um, I don't know any more of the information. There is a GoFundMe, and that can be found pretty easily. Um, searching No Dunks on Twitter, anywhere you look. Uh, Toss is spelled T-A-S. His last name is spelled M-E-L-A-S. So uh, please go yeah. out there and support, even if you're just sharing, liking, whatever. It doesn't matter. But get eyes on it. Yeah, send me the name in a text somewhere around here so I can throw that up on the video also fair enough back to your regularly scheduled program yeah i hadn't heard about any of that uh which is pretty nuts but i haven't listened all the way through the one podcast i listened to that mentions basketball stuff so i'm sure they'll touch that once i get to that i hope so i think a lot or of maybe, people I don't know. <clears throat> they are not necessarily niche i wouldn't ex- i mean they're niche to outside sports fans like i don't expect you to have yeah. known this but if you are somebody who follows basketball a lot, even if you don't like the guys, I mean, you just have to know that this has always existed that there. And exist, so, yeah. Yeah. So this, they, and I but always the, appreciate it. Like, cause I haven't been on Reddit the last couple of days. I would bet Reddit NBA. Yes. Probably some stuff I, yes, it. absolutely. Okay. Those guys are actually, this is the easiest way to jog anybody's memory. Uh, the wedgie has really been um, kind of part of the culture and a part of basketball culture and internet culture. Um, in large part because of them. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Anytime the ball gets stuck in between the rim and the backboard, it's called oh, a wedgie. Okay, yeah, so yeah, these yeah. guys have always made it their bit to collect was, those. They love it. People send they, them in. I was trying to figure out if they were putting up compilations of times when guys basketball <laughs> yeah. shorts were riding up their cracks. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, um, <clears throat> it, this is not that at all. Um, they, it's literally just a, a name that they came up with and popularized. I think that they came up with the popular. I know they popularized it. Um, so you'll see that a lot. Even like, dude, I see NBA uh, TV, ESPN. Like, yeah, everybody re- references the wedgies. So um, I hope that even like guys like Scott Van Pelt will make an announcement on uh, Sports Center and shit like that. So maybe a little bit bigger platform than us. Like maybe a step up. Like there's Scott Van Pelt and then there's us. <laughs> what do you, you know? mean? <laughs> I think we're right there. I think I think Scotty needs to watch according out. To some, according to some dispositions I read, uh, 30, 30 views is just as big as like six hundred thousand. So we're all good. Um, <clears throat> that concludes the basketball portion of this week's Pass the Rock. Don't forget to join us in the next part for baseball, hockey, football, and whatever else the hell we feel. This, this is Pass the Rock. But we see it for what the fuck it is. Y'all see this shit? Share, share, fucking share. Share, share, fucking share. Adjourn your asses. Well, bye.